that's not overtime. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, this is a decent higher Hello, folks, and welcome back to Sports Sports Bets Fun for our second episode of Season 2. Uh, thank you to those of you listening to us live. And you can also subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, pretty much wherever you can get your podcasts. And do us a favor, if you like the show, tell a friend, tell your friends to subscribe. We would appreciate that. We are Sports Bets Fun. And thanks for joining us today. In addition to our podcast, be sure to follow us on Twitter at SportsBetsFun for all the hot takes and all the picks that we drop off air throughout the week. I'm Maddie Money, and joining me, uh, we have Mickey Sanrino and B-Locks. Uh, Scotty B. Good has uh, been traveling this weekend, so uh, he's going to maybe try and call in a little later in the show, but uh, it's just uh, the three of us right now. Mickey, B-Locks, how you guys doing? Doing well, doing well, Maddie. Pumped that, uh, pumped we're back for week two. Got some great picks tonight. Bum Scotty's not here, but I know he was holding down to four with our sports bets live tailgate down in Knoxville. Heard he had a good turnout, big, big balls win. Glad Scotty got to uh, enjoy that. Hopefully, he's listening now on the road somewhere in the Tennessee, driving back to Nashville. But, uh, B Locks, how are you doing? Oh, boys, I'm doing great, man. Doing great. We had a we had a heck of a week uh, for uh, for week zero here. So yeah, wonderful to be back. Wonderful, wonderful to be watching some football again. And uh, I know Scotty can't be with us uh, tonight. Uh, um, I might be a little bit fortunate there because I know one of the picks I dropped uh, before. Uh, he's he's beating me up a little bit on that Northwestern pick that I made last uh, last week, but. Uh, that's all right. We uh, we did pretty darn well as a group. We did. We did. And speaking of the Northwestern Michigan State, we'll be keeping an eye on that. We got that pulled up here, and we'll be watching that and um, updating you if there's any any big news on that. But Belox, as your reference, man, as a group, we went with our picks of the week. Uh, we went 13-2 and two between uh, myself, you two, Scotty B. Good, and our and our friend of the show, Charlie Cash. And uh, B-Locks, man, you, you, Charlie, and I, myself, going starting out 3-0 and out of the gate. Had, I know that felt great for me. And uh, sweating a little bit last night with the Buckeyes, but they pulled through and they covered. So it's uh, kind of capped off a, a wonderful start to the season. Um. Speaking of the Buckeyes, you know, obviously we're, we're, we're big-time Ohio State fans. Um, I do want to kind of before we get into the, the rest of the show, I do want to kind of just just get a quick assessment on this. You know, we had. Uh, um, well, first, Mickey, let me give you props. You called the over in the game. <laughs> I, 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 we'll, we'll get that out of the way right now. Great call on that. I know you were you were not too enthusiastic at halftime when it was uh, 14, 10 Minnesota. But the, the Buckeyes got rolling in that second half for you. You know, uh, the game plan didn't start off as I was expecting when I thought they were going to hit the over, but second half, Ryan Day made adjustments. The guys settled in. Uh, I was feeling pretty good when when they covered the 13 and a half and they, and they hit the over there at the end of the game. That uh, never in doubt, they say. Well, and, and, you know, the Buckeyes hung 45 points, but they also gave up 31. And b this is where I kind of want to come to you, man. Obviously, you've coached football and played football and big defensive guy, your background. When you're watching that game, I know I know you see things a little bit differently with, with that perspective from the coaching standpoint. The Buckeyes, their defense was suspect last year, and it really got – you know, their offense carried them throughout the year and kind of covered up for, for uh, an above-average defense. And Alabama really exposed them in the national championship game. We were hoping – I know I was hoping that they'd have uh, – 
you know, things fixed, things turned around, but that really didn't look like the case. So my question for you is from what you saw on, on the defensive side of the ball, is this something that the Buckeyes are going to be able to you know, tweak and fix in the next couple of weeks? Or is this going to be something that's going to be a challenge throughout the whole season? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question there, Matty. And, uh, when I was watching this game, you know, what, what was glaring to me, and I, I think you as well, and, and a lot of the other viewers out there, was uh, the secondary play that Ohio State had. And I, I know they're starting some, some true freshmen, maybe a redshirt freshman out there in that defensive secondary, and they did, uh, they did struggle uh, against Minnesota. I think that this is, to, to answer your question here, I think that this is something that they're going to get better at. I think uh, – uh, Coach Combs over there, the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. This is something that he can absolutely work on. These kids are going to get better as the time uh, or the more time that they hit, get here practicing. And, and to be fair, and I know that running back from Minnesota, Ibrahim, uh, and uh, he was he was uh, he's special. I, I hope that he's okay because he he's a special kid. He has a chance to, to have quite a season here. Um, but uh, the front seven did did I thought they did well in containing him despite a couple of big runs on a fourth and one when when the Bucks kind of went all out. So uh, t- again, to answer that question, I think they're going to be okay. It's it's going to take some time. And, and so again, so the question I got for you is what, what what I'm hearing you say is that we shouldn't blindly be taking the over in, in Ohio State games going forward because when I was watching that game last night, I mean you saw you guys saw that text string. It's like. I'm just going to bet the over on the Buckeyes because, you know, they're going to hang 40 or 50 points. But if they're giving up 30 plus points a game, uh, they're going to hit a lot of overs this year. So do you think that's that that's the way to play or do you think it's just we'll have to take it week by week? I, I think we take it week by week. And I think you, we look at the uh, strength of the opponent. Uh, you come up here with Oregon, a team that, that has traditionally thrown the ball real well. And I think we have to take a real strong look at the over this week. Uh, after that, and, and as time progresses here, as that secondary is going to improve, uh, I think we might have to take a step back from it and, and, and kind of reevaluate. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a week-to-week situation when we look at that. But for now, that over, I think each week we got to take a good look at it. Excellent. And, and jumping to the, the, other, the other team in the game last night, Mickey, uh, this definitely looked like the Minnesota team from two years ago versus uh, the team last year that, that underwhelmed. Uh, coming into the season, their pro- projected win total was seven. Do you think this Minnesota team is going to hit the over? It's a great question. I think when you look at last year's Big Ten schedule, especially the way the conference approached the season, you have to take the results with a grain of salt. Minnesota is coming back with an experienced team. I believe they had 20 starters returning. Uh, Tanner Morgan, proven proven winner in the Big Ten, right? Ibrahim, the running back, B-Locks, you called attention to him. Their defense was aggressive last night. You could tell they were overmatched by Ohio State. But you look at their schedule, that win total of seven, the toughest teams they play, they have Wisconsin, they have Iowa. They already played Ohio State. Their other team in the East crossovers, Maryland. This is a team that if they bounce back, and, and they are the 2019 Minnesota, which they looked tough last night, I'm confident locking in that over. I think there will be eight, nine-win team this year. Definitely one to look at. Lock it in, boys. Go on FanDuel. Go on DraftKings. Go on any other sports book. That, call your neighborhood bookie. Lock in Minnesota over seven wins. Well, there you have it. You heard from Mickey. And uh, we are going to have a lot of picks we're going to be dropping throughout the show tonight. Uh, even though Scotty's not with us, he's texted in some picks to make sure that we we give to our listeners. And uh, Charlie Cash as well. He's he's uh, got some picks that we'll, we'll – We'll give away a little bit later in the show. And as you already gathered, the crew had, had a, we had a really strong opening week um, and we're looking to keep the momentum going. Uh, and on the show tonight, we're going to be talking about futures and props again, and we're going to dissect the big games this weekend. Um, slate of games on Saturday night and we've got some games on Sunday and Monday as well. And we'll have our sports bets fun parlay. And of course, we're going to wrap everything up with our picks of the week. But before we get into all those, uh, we're going to drop a couple teasers for this week, a couple parlay teasers, and just want to do that right yes, now. Sir. So I'm going to I'm going to kick this off because I'm actually right in the middle, right in the thick of it right now. I had a two leg teaser, uh, tease at four points. Ohio State uh, teased that 
uh, line from minus 13 and a half down to nine and a half. <laughs> and I hit that, hit that last night with the Bucks covering. And I paired that with Georgia Clemson. And I got the over 47 and a half points. So when I locked it in, it was 51 and a half. I know that that total points has come down to 50 and a half since. But uh, I'll be watching the, the Georgia Clemson game very closely tomorrow night. Um, and I got two other teasers I want to give our listeners here real quick. I have a three-leg teaser, and I adjusted these five points down. I'm going with the over in all three of these games, and I pulled that total point down to hit the over a little easier. And I got Michigan State Northwestern over 39 and a half. It was 44 and a half, teased it down to 39 and a half. That game's going on right now. It's 14 nothing Michigan State, 10 minutes left in the second quarter. So I feel like we're off to a, a pretty decent start. Penn State, Wisconsin. Teased that from 49.5 down to 44.5. I got the over there. And then Indiana, Iowa, uh, teased that down to 40.5 points. So I'm pairing those three together. That's a plus 225 odds. So like that, got to hit all three. Um, And then the the one other teaser I have in play this week, it's a two-leg teaser. Only teased at three points, but I got San Jose State plus 17.5 versus USC. They were plus 14.5. I wanted to tease it. Uh, get three more points, get above that 17-point mark. Um, give me a little bit of a buffer there versus USC. And I paired that with Notre Dame, uh, minus four and a half. When I got that, I believe it was uh, minus seven and a half Notre Dame. I know that lines come down too, but um, have Notre Dame can win by one score against Florida State and and San Jose State can, can stay within 17 and a half points. We're going to be looking really good. And that's a plus 175 teaser there. So, uh that's what I got, boys. Mickey, I know you had a teaser out there today you want to chat a little bit about. Yeah, I had a couple going. I had one that uh, didn't go well, right? I had a, a two-leg teaser. talked about it yesterday on the Twitter space chat that Maddie Money and I went live with mid-afternoon. Keep an eye out for that going forward this season, by the way. That was a lot of fun. Figured out the technology. It was great. So I had Ohio State teased down the 9.5. North Carolina teased down the 1.5. North Carolina blew that one, so... Thought that would be a good bankroll management play, and uh, I was not accurate. Uh, ooh, we just got a touchdown to Michigan State. They're going up 20 to nothing, maybe 21 to nothing if they kick the extra point. I know, Maddie Money, you're, you're looking at that over. This might, uh, this might, be, this might be something that you like. I, um, I am liking that, and I know Scotty's liking that an awful lot. Yeah, somebody, somebody on this, on this uh, pod tonight's a little, little bummed, but that's all right. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a big, big uh, Pat Fitzgerald fan, so oh, it, hey, it hurts Pats. me. But hey, hey, there's a second half here. There's a second half. That's true. I don't think Northwestern's capable of scoring 21 points in 30 minutes, but that's another story for another day. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, back to the teasers, right? One to kick off uh, tomorrow. I got a two-leg parlay. I bought three points. I have Penn State teased up to eight and a half. At San Jose State teased up to 17 and a half. This one pays out plus 175. Uh, so pretty pumped about that. Goes without saying, guys, teasers are all about passing through a key number. Here I pass the seven and 17 point numbers, respectively, in this in the in the spread. So I feel good about that. Um, so we'll see. You know, uh, today's teaser didn't didn't go as I thought. Tomorrow says, hey, tomorrow's another day. The sun comes up tomorrow. Onward. Uh, you know, Belox. I don't know if you got any teasers in play, but uh, I, you know, take the floor, man. Give us, uh, give us some thoughts. No, I, I got to admit, uh, I got to tell you, I do not have any teasers in play. But I, I will say that uh, it's, that's good advice, especially when you're getting, when you got games that that, you, that you're in between. You got some of these tweener games where, boy, I, you know, I, I really need that. Uh, I need that hook. You know, it's got. I want it to be more than a touchdown, or I need it to. I need the over to to be a. Uh, you know. Just a couple points down here. It's a it's a great way to make you feel more comfortable about uh, a game that 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 you might uh, be on the fence about, and rather taking a hard pass on it. Uh, like I said, it's it's a great way to do that. So I'll, I'll probably follow some of the ones that you boys are are looking at here, and uh, I might look at one of my own next week. Go ahead, Matty. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say what's great about it is you kind of feel like you got a little bit of control, right? You're, you're taking your insights and you're kind of you're, you're shifting numbers around a little bit. You got a little bit of control to kind of play to what you think might may happen or may not happen. So uh, they're fun. We'll see how they do. We'll definitely be keeping an eye on those this weekend. But let's move on, uh, Mickey. Why don't you take us into the futures and props? Yeah, big futures and props week again. Uh, we got a, a few more college football win totals that are interesting this week. 
all teams had notable notable seasons last year. Whether it was good, maybe they overachieved, or bad. A lot was expected of them last year, but this year, new season, new day. A lot is expected of all the teams I'm about to list. Uh, they may be competing for a conference title or be a potential outsider that crashes the playoff party. So, so boys, I got I got five teams. I'm going to throw out their win totals, and then I want you to to take a look at it and and say, hey, I like this team or I don't like that team, and uh, we'll go from there. So the first team. Texas A&M, win total at nine and a half. We got Penn State, win total of nine. We got Iowa State, win total of nine and a half. We got Oregon, who you may recall lost to Iowa State in the Fiesta Bowl last year, win total of nine. And Notre Dame, win total eight and a half. That seems low. B-Locks, you look at that list. Who stands out to you as, as one you're either jumping on or, or staying away from? Uh, the second one you named there, Mickey, Penn State. Uh, got shock, it, got it, shock got it that B-Locks is, is, is talking Penn State. Well, yeah, but you might be surprised here. Uh, you know that, uh, you know, in, in the past I've, I'm, I've been a fan of the Nittany Lions. Uh, but nine wins here, got to go under on that one. That Ooh. schedule is uh, – that's a killer schedule that Penn State's got here. Wisconsin, Ohio State, Auburn, Michigan, uh Iowa, even even Indiana with that uh, with that quarterback Penix is is going to be tough this year. I I don't see Penn State coming in and winning nine games this year, purely really based on the the strength of the schedule that they're going to play this year. I, I think they're going to drop a few. And and again, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. But they're opening up in Madison. What do you think, Maddie? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on Penn State. Uh, when I look at this list, um, gosh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really high on Notre Dame, but the, the the one that jumped on me was Texas A&M at nine and a half. Like, I, I kind of like the over on that. I know they got Alabama, and that's probably a loss. It is a loss. Let's be straight, straightforward. But LSU, <laughs> I mean, they're they're not the team they were a few years ago. And Auburn's breaking in a new coach, you know, so you look at the SEC West, um, you know, you got Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss, but this is an A&M team that was finished with number five uh, in the polls going into the college football playoff. I think they got something to prove this year. They feel like they were maybe uh, worthy of a, of a top four spot. Didn't get it. Uh, return a lot of players. Um, they do dodge a bullet. Uh, they got Mizzou and South Carolina on their schedule from the SEC East. So I think there's a little bit of favorability there. I could definitely see them getting 10 wins. You know, they, they lose Alabama and maybe drop one other game. And, you know, on a 12-game schedule, you're, you're sitting there with, with 10 wins. So, I like that. Matty, I tell you what, uh, it looks like the people at uh, Texas A&M like that, too. They just gave uh, Jimbo Fisher a uh, pretty uh, pretty spicy new contract. I think he's now the <laughs> second uh, – Second highest coach, uh, paid coach uh, behind Nick Saban, if I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I saw that, and uh, you know, we'll hey, we save can, that for another we, time. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need take, to rip that apart yet. All right, we, all right. We we'll we'll gladly sponsor Jimbo Fisher and be the Sports Bets Fun co- podcast presented by Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo, you're listening. You want to sponsor <laughs> us? I know you got some couches, some extra change, and the cushions floating around. <laughs> which, which, by the way, did you guys see? I, mean, I know I'm getting off off track here, but you guys see Pitt, and uh, some guy made a huge donation, you know, ten billion dollar donation, and now they're formally naming the head coaching position. The it's the guy's name and his graduation year, which has to be 1997. It's like Chris Smith, 19, 1997 head football coach. Like that's the formal name of the position at. Pittsburgh's so that Pat Narduzzi's got to walk around and say that mouthful every time he's it gets gets introduced. So, well, anyways, hey, our our bets win money this year, boys. I think we pull it together and we find uh, we find an FCS team or a low level <laughs> FBS team, and we uh, we go we either go in and we sponsor a coach, or with new name, image, and likeness, we get one of these players on the uh, sports bets fun wagon. What do you guys think about that? 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll be able to get the third stringer at Lord's College or something like that. Uh, you know, hey, on the side hey, off. Hey, <laughs> you know, you guys keep. Everybody's got to start somewhere. You guys had a three and zero. You guys had a three and zero bets this week in the competition. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to lean on you. Well, let's All get right. back to the bets, Mickey. And, and we were talking about these win totals with the futures and props. Who do you like when you look yeah, at this list? So I, there's two teams that stand out to me. One is Notre Dame, eight and a half. That seems low. This is the playoff team last year. They do have a tough schedule. They got Wisconsin. They have Southern Cal, they have UNC, and they have Cincy. The issue with that, though, is do we know who Southern Cal is? Do we know who North Carolina is? Right now, you can't say that, especially after the ag North Carolina laid today. No, we know who North Carolina is. Notre Dame laid. uh, Notre Dame lost some players. Ian Book's gone. But Jack Cohn transfers in from Wisconsin. He's a good quarterback. I think Brian Kelly's going to like him because he doesn't turn the ball over. They still have that amazing running game. They still have the tight ends that are dynamic players. Um, Baby Gronk is out there still. And you know they're going to they're gonna have an offensive line that's going to come to play. Their defense is solid. I look at Notre Dame as a potential 9-10 win team. Uh, Oregon's the other team. They're at 9. You, you look at their schedule. Ohio State next week on the road in Columbus. Uh, that'll be a 9 o'clock kickoff on West Coast time. Probably going to be a loss. But Washington, Utah – Oregon State are really the only teams on their 12-game regular season schedule that, that pose a threat. And I'm only throwing Oregon State in there because they beat Oregon last year, and they're on the rise with Johnson, Johnson Smith as their head coach. But that's a team of nine wins. You know, they got an experienced quarterback in Anthony Brown under center this year. He was Boston College starter for three or four years, second year of the Joe Moorhead offense. What they're building in Eugene with Myro Cristobal, the head coach, the physical, nasty team. Nine wins. This is a team that should be 10 to 11 wins this year. Probably going to be in the Rose Bowl, maybe even a, a fringe playoff contender, depending on what happens in the Big 12. Uh, these are two teams that I'm pointing at, and I'm saying take the over. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, you know, I'm going to kick it, back to, uh, kick it back to another prop. We're talking uh, – we're going we're gonna to wade in, guys. We're talking NFL. We're still a week away from NFL week one. But next week is the start of the NFL season. So, you know, for those of you loyal listeners, people that follow us, we know that we're very passionate about college football. We're very passionate about the NFL draft last year. We're very passionate about some of these players are now matriculating into the league. We're going to talk offensive rookie of the year, NFL future prop right now. We got a few players I'm going to throw out. Trevor Lawrence, plus 400. Mac Jones, plus 450. Was plus 500 when I made a, a pick on him last week. Justin Fields, plus 650. Trey Lance, plus 700. Zach Wilson, plus 700. Guys, there's, there's some, some, some known commodities amongst the rookie quarterbacks that are going to be starting. But there might be some other players that you like to. B-Locks, who, who's a player, whether it's from this list or uh, your own research, who's a player that you like that we should keep an eye on? Well, when, when I look at this uh, list here, Mickey, I see, uh, I see Trevor Lawrence getting the best odds here right now. Um, I, I don't like this. Uh, I don't like Trevor Lawrence because of you know the team that he plays for. He's playing for Jacksonville. Uh, Urban Meyer's uh, start there, and I'm sure we're going to be talking a whole heck of a lot about Urban Meyer. But you know, early indications here. I got to I, I got th- to think that Urban Meyer is going to have some road bumps here. You know, from the start of the uh, from the the draft to uh, the uh, Tim Tebow fiasco to, you know, the, some of the comments that, that he is, is currently made in regards to cutting players, uh, the 53-man roster. Uh, I, am, I am not a believer in, uh, in Jacksonville, so I'm, I'm going to discount Trevor Lawrence right off the bat here. Uh, I believe Justin Fields is not going to start. I think Chicago has, has made, that, uh, made that statement already that uh, they're going to wait on Justin Fields, and I think uh, the same is going to be said for Trey Lance. So, if I've got to pick somebody over here on this list here, it's going to be either Mac Jones or Zach Wilson. And I got to be honest here, uh, the better of those two teams is, is New England Patriots. So if you're going to tell me which one of these guys on the list has the best shot at winning that uh, rookie of the year, then although it pains me to say it, it's going to be Mac Jones. Hey, I'm glad you see eye to eye with me. Uh, I, ma- I made some picks last week. I got Mac Jones. I, I, you know, I think I, I'm on the record as saying I think he'll be the most productive quarterback from this past draft class. 
although living in Chicago, being a Bears fan, I am high as a kite on Justin Fields. But uh, yeah, I went Mac Jones. I went I went Zach Wilson plus seven hundred. That's good value. He'll be starting in the NFC East, and while the Jets absolutely blow. The Patriots are starting a rookie quarterback. The Jets are starting a rookie quarterback. The Dolphins are starting a second-year quarterback that had some struggles last year in Tua Tagovailoa. Um, the NFC East, one of those teams could very well be in playoff position come the end of the season. And if one of those uh, rookie quarterbacks has a team contending for a playoff, that's going to look very good. The other one I put uh, a bet on is Trevor Lawrence, just given the fact that he's the number one pick. It's Trevor Lawrence. It's, it's Jacksonville. If, if they show a pulse this year, it's he's uh, he's got the inside track. Maddie, what uh, any of these names stand out to you? No, um, I'm looking at these names <laughs> and, uh, you know, B-Locks, you outlined this, you know, fields fields will get on the field at some point, but it, it'll probably be a little too late. Um, I do think he's got a pretty good, a decent team around him. If he were to play the full season, maybe he'd be in contention. But with any Dalton there, you got to think Dalton's going to going to start for at least a handful of weeks. Um, same kind of issue with Trey Lance. Uh Zach Wilson ain't going to do it. Trevor Lawrence, I agree with you 100%. And I look at Mac Jones. You know, he's, he's probably got the best chance of, of the list here of these quarterbacks. But when I look at it, I, I think you got a guy like Najee Harris in Pittsburgh, Alabama's running back. Uh, if he's carrying the ball, uh, you know, Big Ben's kind of on the end of his career. They're going to be going to be leaning on the run. Pittsburgh's always been pretty stout, you know, running the ball. Kind of a throwback. Think of the Jerome Bettis, you know, um, ground and pound a little bit. And uh, Le'Veon Bell, you know, this is – this could be Pittsburgh's MO a little bit. Lean on him. And you well, can see someone like what's that? Oh, Pittsburgh's a team that they're a playoff team. And if they can give Najee Harris gets it to a thousand yards, you know, he automatically Absolutely. inserts himself in the conversation. He's in so. the conversation. He's in the conversation. I, I think that'd be pretty easy. He's in a good situation. The other guy I like is Kyle Pitts, uh, the superstar tight end out of Florida, drafted by the Atlanta Falcons. So you got Matt Ryan. Uh, Matt Ryan's a solid quarterback. Is he a world burner? No. But he, he's a good, solid quarterback. You do have, uh, I believe, is it Calvin Ridley on the outside? You know, they let Julio Jones walk, but they knew they had Ridley. So you got a guy like Pitts who, by all accounts, people are saying this is the best tight end, like, ever to come out of the draft. So if he, you know, he catches 60, 70, 80 balls and he's, he's a, you know, big core piece of their offense. Um, I think both those players, Harris and Pitts, are, are on good, solid teams that can contend for the playoffs, may, potentially make the playoffs. And they'll they'll be having an impact on where – the people listed here, they're all on teams um, for the most part. Either they're they are not slated to play yet, or if they are looking to play, they're on teams that, that missed the playoffs. And unless they really, you know, go go win 10 games, it, it's hard to it's hard to take a, you know, see one of them become the rookie of the year. So anyways, Mickey, I think that wraps up our conversation on the futures and props. I'm glad we touched on the NFL a little bit because I know next week we're going to be diving uh, deeper into the NFL uh, with all with, with all that coming up. We're kicking off week one, the NFL next week. I will be in Las Vegas with Johnny Dogs. We're gonna we're gonna be on the pod. We're gonna be breaking down week one of the NFL live from the mecca of gambling itself. Uh, if you're in Vegas next week, give us a holler. Uh, we'll definitely be doing some sort of, of, of road show and watch party at the uh, Circus Sportsbook in downtown Vegas at the uh, Super Where are you staying? Have. The Circa. We're down staying at the Superbook. Awesome. Awesome. Nice. Well, Very nice. That, that sounds like a great time. I'm jealous. And, I mean, uh, it, won't, it won't be the same as the B-Locks birthday extravaganza that we had a couple <laughs> of years ago. But, hey, uh, we won a lot of money that we had. That was a very good trip. Yep. Yeah. Oh, gentlemen, anyways uh, – Report back. Well, we'll be talking. You'll be live from Vegas next week. We're going to call in. We're yeah. going to be calling in. Uh, we might not be uh, in, in, in game shape. We might have a couple <laughs> cocktails under our Tell, tell Johnny Dogs I want an NFL teaser because he is the master of the teasers. I, you know, we, I talked about some of the teasers I had at the top of the show. Everything I learned was you know Johnny Dogs outlined how to play the teasers, what to look for. Did all that last year. Great article up on the website. And uh, I'm expecting a, a solid NFL teaser from him next week at least. So. Oh. Make sure he delivers, Mickey. Oh, I know he's listening, so uh, I, don't, I don't have to tell him. He'll be all in. <laughs> love it. Love it. Well, let's shift gears here. Uh, a massive slate of games on Saturday, a couple games on Sunday and Monday as well. So got to love it. Um, want to jump in and talk about some of these games this weekend, gentlemen. And um, shoot, let's just, let's just start. Uh, Mickey, 
Penn State, Wisconsin. We got Penn State number 19 traveling to Madison. Uh, Wisconsin's ranked number 12. This is all preseason stuff. Wisconsin's laying five and a half points. The total is 49 and a half. What's your take here? What are you seeing? What do you like? I love this game. Big noon kickoff in Madison, packed house at Camp Randall Stadium. Guys, jump around between the third and fourth quarter. Might be appointment TV following the COVID pause we had last year and no fans in the stands in Big Ten games. Tune in for that. But this is a, this is a good game. Penn State, you know, they they finished the season strong last year. They were 4-1 and one against the spread down the stretch. They started poorly, losing a close one to Indiana. They lost to Ohio State. They lost week three. They went 0-3 to start. They finished strong. They look good. This Wisconsin team started hot last year. Uh, Graham Mertz looks like he's he's the the missing link that Wisconsin sort of hasn't ever had, which is that dynamic quarterback that can elevate them to a legit playoff contender. But they were decimated by COVID. Had a bunch of games canceled. Uh, you don't really you don't really know what you, what Wisconsin was with Mertz at quarterback. They come in this year, uh, ranked number twelve. They're favored by close to six points. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna include this one in the, the sports bets fun parlay later. I think Wisconsin gonna win at home. They're gonna be emotionally charged playing at noon in front of the Camp Randall faithful. Uh, this is gonna be a good game. I I highly recommend tuning in. And I I think at Penn State getting five and a half, they're, they're gonna cover. But I, I think Wisconsin's gonna end up winning this one. Well, we've already seen some some home teams. You know, uh, with Virginia Tech upset North Carolina, and then the way Minnesota played Ohio State, it'll be interesting to see how that, that home field advantage plays out. Let's stay in the Big Ten. Uh, B locks. We've got Indiana and Iowa, number seventeen versus number eighteen. You can't really get any closer than that. Indiana with a great season last year. Uh, you know, Penix ended up getting injured towards the end. You have the the receiver Freifogel just just tore it up. Um, then you have Iowa who. Every few seasons seems to pop up and go win the Big Ten West or contend for it. Um, and Iowa is favored. They're laying three and a half points, and the total is 45 and a half in this game. What do you like about this game? Oh, what do I not like about this game, Matty? <laughs> what do I not like about this game? No, this 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 game I've had uh, I've had cir- this game circled since uh, since week zero, and and. I don't know. There, there's a lot to be. Uh, there's a lot to be excited. I'm, I'm going to talk a, a, a little bit about this, and, and I'm going to talk probably a little bit more about it uh, when we uh, put in our picks later on. Because I've got, uh, I think I've got three bets uh, on on this particular game. Anyway, uh, first off, uh, the first thing that I like about this is uh, trying to see what's going to happen with the Iowa quarterback Spencer, uh, Spencer Petras. He had a little bit of a rough uh, beginning to to last season, but then I think he won like five straight. Then there were some COVID issues, and uh, Iowa, you know, they, they didn't have quite the season that they wanted to at the end of the year. But I still think that this is a really strong Iowa team. And then, you, as uh, you kind of alluded to earlier, Maddie, uh, this, is a, this is a good Indiana team. I mean, Indiana's been – able to put some points on the board. Uh, Penix, a, a veteran quarterback here. And, and this is an Indiana team that brings back a, uh, a slew of starters, at least on the defensive side of the ball. So I, I think we're going to see a great matchup here. And uh, I think the current odds have, uh, unless they have changed, I think it's got Iowa given three and a half points. I don't know if yeah. that's what you boys got here. And and I tell you what, that's a that's a really intriguing line. Um, the big thing that I'm looking for in this game is the uh, the Indiana passing attack against a let's face it a, a a defensive backfield there in Iowa that that has struggled, uh, and that strong Iowa run game against this uh, this veteran Indiana defense, but that defense that has struggled to stop the run in the past so uh, I'm real intrigued about this I'll drop my pick on this one a little bit later on but but again this one uh, uh, get, get your popcorn ready boys yeah yeah and this isn't the Indiana team from you know number of years back that just gets rolled by everybody this is a good competitive team they took Ohio State down the wire last regular season um, it should be a fun one to watch Another game, big game, getting a lot of hype. Number one, Alabama. Uh, they face off against number 14, Miami, the Miami Hurricanes. 
Uh, Alabama is favored by 19 and a half points. I don't think anyone's really expecting Miami to pull the upset. Uh, the total points in this one is 61 and a half. I think in this game, um, the big thing it's going to be, you know, we know Mac Jones, we know, you know, slew of those receivers with, uh, Devonte Smith and, uh, Jalen Waddle and, and a number of the, the, the cornerstone pieces of that Alabama championship team last year, they're gone. They're playing on Sundays. Uh, but you know how it is Alabama reloads. So we're going to get our first look at, uh, their new quarterback and, and you know, look, the new offense Sarkeesian went to Texas, right? So we'll get a, get a look at what new wrinkles they have. I think we all expect them to be a force, expect them to be a playoff contender and a national championship contender. So this will be our first look at them. I think the real question is going to be, do they come out of the gates hot or do they have a, a few games where they um, are kind of feeling things out before they get settled in? Uh, our, our dude, Charlie Cash has taken the over over. He got it at 61. Um, so he's taking the over on that. And I have a big two unit play on this that I'm going to, I'll drop at the end, uh, during our picks of the week. So stay tuned for that. Mickey, I know you had some thoughts on this. I, you know, if Charlie Cash is taking the over, I'm, I'm logging into fan duel right now and I'm batting the over. I got it at 61 and a half, but uh, for our loyal fans, we know Charlie Cash knows what he's, know, knows what he's doing. So, uh, I can confirm he is a real person. He's not a AI <laughs> generated pick machine that the sports bets fun crew has developed. He is a real person, but, uh, yeah, if Charlie Cash is is betting a, making a pick, I highly recommend everyone listening tail him. Yeah, he picks winners. Man, Northwestern's got to punch this in. They got third and goal from like the one yard lines, twenty one nothing. Minute sixteen left in the in the first half. They need they need to put seven on the board. Got to get. Uh, I want to hit yeah, this uh, teaser. If you got here. the over, if you got the over bet, you definitely want them to punch it in. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well. Uh, yeah, you stay. like you like the uh, you, you Louisiana and Texas. I know that's one that you you've been bragging about in our text stream. You got a pick on that one? I do, and I wanted to segue the whole Sarkeesian thing from Alabama to to Texas, but didn't really do that well. So obviously Sarkeesian's debuting with the Longhorns this weekend, and Texas has given up eight and a half points. Uh, depending on where you're at, I've also seen it at nine um, to uh, Louisiana Lafayette, who's number twenty. The Raging Cajuns, number 23, and Texas is number 21. So at least according to the polls, this looks like a pretty pretty even game, but Texas has given up 8.5 points. The total on this is 58.5. I, I, I have a bet on this. Uh, it's not going to be one of my picks of the week, but I, but I, I really you – know, when you're looking for something where you can make a little bit of money, looking at a money line and, and an underdog, and I'm looking at Louisiana Lafayette. I got them at uh, plus 250 taking Louisiana Lafayette money line. And what I really like about that, and, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a shot, but what I really like about this is you got a new head coach first year. Uh, you got a new quarterback as well at, at Texas. So, you know, settling in, feeling out, you know, look, look, look how it's the first half of C.J. Stroud, uh, you know, last night, you know, kind of a little rocky kind of getting settled in. Does Texas have something going on like that? Has the team really bought into Sarkeesian? Are they, are they clicking? You know, it might take a few games for that. And then you contrast that with uh, the Raging Cajuns, who they returned 20 of 22 starters. This is a team that's won 10 straight – or, excuse me, a team that has two 10-win seasons over the last two years. And I just – I see really good value in that. you got a proven team that's coming out first game of the season against uh, an unproven team, new head coach, new quarterback. Hey, uh, throw a few bucks down at plus 250. I could see the Raging Cajuns pulling the upset. And that's a team that went into Iowa State in week one last year and won straight up. They're, they're battle-tested against Power 5 teams. They're not going to be intimidated going into DKR. So um, there was a massive game tomorrow night. Number five, Georgia, versus number three, Clemson. Um, let's, let's talk about that. And I know we also want to talk a little bit about Notre Dame, Florida state, but let's, let's talk about Georgia Clemson. Cause this is two top five teams. It's pretty rare. You see this, this early in the season. Uh, Clemson is uh, right now giving up two and a half points. That was three and a half points uh, a few days ago. The total is sitting at 50.5. I believe it's it opened. I think at 54 and a half. Uh, it's down to 50 and a half. Huge game. Uh, Georgia, you know, they return their quarterback, JT Daniels. And Clemson, no Trevor Lawrence, no Travis Etienne. I mean, that's the, those are the sort of the, the big macro uh, things we're seeing here. But 
let's talk. Let's go a little bit deeper. Talk about this. What you guys like? Um, Belox, I'll go to you first, man. Sure. Yeah. Uh, j- as you said, this is uh, this is the matchup that everybody wants to see. Week one. This is uh, this has been a, a nice trend in sports, getting some some great games. Week one, week two, week three here uh, for fans. Uh, can't ask for a whole lot more than what we're getting here. Uh, so some of the things that I'm looking here at uh, in, in this particular game, Georgia-Clemson here, uh, one, obviously, uh, as you alluded to a moment ago here, is what's Clemson going to look like here? Uh, similar situation as what we, we tend to see with Alabama. They tend to just reload. They have these top recruits that they're bringing in uh, year after year. So, so what are – are some of these kids who we didn't really get a chance to see a whole lot next year? Uh, how are they going to look under the uh, you know the, the big spotlight? And and there's not going to be much uh, much bigger spotlight than playing Georgia week one here. So uh, that's something that we got to look at. We certainly got to take in, into consideration that this game is being played in Clemson. Uh, that is going to be that is going to be quite an environment. Is it is it in Clemson or is it? I thought it was in Atlanta. No, it's it in Charlotte, oh, man. Duke's Charlotte, Mayo, Duke's Mayo kickoff. Carolina oh, Panthers, no. Bank of America Stadium. Come Bank on, Belocks. Come I'm on, Maddie Money. Mutual side. I thought this was. Uh, I thought it said it was at Clemson. I I read you it. Know, wrong. You know them, Georgia. You know them, Georgia Bulldog fans are going to be traveling. Those those guys that throw the football back and forth at Dunwoody and the Adult Swim pool. They're going to be. They're going to be going to the game. <laughs> Amen very good, very good, Mickey. Very good. I, I tell but, you what, when I, when, I, when I look at this, guys, I I don't think I think you know Clemson's quarterback. We got a we got a taste of Clemson's quarterback last year when when Trevor Lawrence had to sit out a couple games from the COVID restrictions, and and he looked pretty good. Um, but if you remember against Notre Dame when they lost, when Notre Dame beat them, it was sort of the Travis Etienne show carrying carrying Clemson kind of through that game without Trevor Lawrence. I kind of think this season ETN is going to be the position, the player that Clemson is going to ultimately miss the most. I think their quarterback is going to step in. He's going to perform really well. Uh, maybe not as, as great as Lawrence did, but I think the gap between them uh, versus what ETN and, and what their running game and, and receiving out of the backfield is going to look like. I think they're really going to miss a player like ETN who they can turn to uh, when their quarterback is, uh, you know, maybe stumbling a little bit. So that's what I'm kind of looking to see, um, and that's why I think Georgia might have a little bit, little bit of the edge there. I couldn't agree with you more. I, you know, Trevor Lawrence is a special player. Travis Etienne was a special player. Uh, DJ, uh, I'm just going to call him DJU because uh, pronouncing long words is very difficult at times for me, especially when I've been sipping on the uh, the French Pinot Noirs. But um, <laughs> you know, he he was good last year in his starts. Notre Dame, he was good. Boston College, he was good. The issue was they had to come from behind to beat a not a good Boston College team. They lost to Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Trevor Lawrence plays against Notre Dame in the ACC championship. They win by 20-some points. He's going to be good, but Clemson's not the Clemson that we've been watching the last three or four years. They recruit well along the defensive line. They recruit well at quarterback. They have some usually have good skilled players, but this isn't a team that recruits at the same level as Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. Georgia's dripping with talent. They finally have a quarterback in JT Daniels who can let it rip. He can ball. Now, I know George Pickens hurt his knee. He's out for the season. But this is a team similar to some of the other teams that we, that we talk about that are dripping with talent that have five-star guys everywhere. They have five-star backups. Georgia's hungry, and they finally have their quarterback. Be a great game. It, you know, it's it's a playoff game in September. Whether these two teams make the playoffs is TBD, but we're talking about two legit, bona fide, elite teams going head-to-head, and I can't wait, guys. I'm picking this game a little bit later, so I'm not going to dive into my pick, but uh, I think that spread, two-and-a-half points, spot on. It's going to be a great game. Must-see TV. I love these matchups during week one. Absolutely, absolutely, and I got a I got a pick on this as well. So we'll save those till the end of the show. Um, the last game that we wanted to touch on: Notre Dame versus Florida State. Two iconic programs, obviously throughout our childhood. This was always uh, appointment television to watch. Um, you think back to you know the Lou Holtz led teams, Bobby Bowden, you know players like Ch- you know Charlie Ward and Chris Zorich. Uh, some iconic games there, but. 
not quite the same flash and dash this season. You know, Notre Dame is coming off a playoff appearance last year, but they did graduate a lot of players. But Florida State, as, as we talked about last week, uh, you know, how quickly this program has fallen uh, sort of post Bowden and, and, and Jimbo Fisher. We got Notre Dame enters ranked number nine uh, versus Florida State. They are traveling to Tallahassee. Florida State, uh, this point, I believe it is, they're getting, I believe, six and a half. When I first saw this, I believe it was eight and a half. So that's come down. Looks like people are, are liking Florida State to, <clears throat> to cover there. Um, or the lines moved from seven and a half to six and a half on FanDuel. So, Mickey, you look at this game. I know, I know uh, you're chomping at the bit a little bit on this, right? Yeah, I mean, let's 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 set one thing straight. Not all of us are as old as you, Maddie Money. So we're talking about this is the game of our childhood. You mentioned players that you know. You mentioned the four horsemen, and you mentioned uh, you know some of these guys. Like some of us weren't weren't really youths during that time. So uh, I just want to set the record straight there. But you look at Notre Dame. Hey, can, can I can I counter that real? Quick? I would I would prefer you didn't, but if you would like to, please do. <laughs> Well, I, I just want to say it's clear that I have more experience under my belt after that three and zero, my picks of the week this week versus your two and one record. Mm. Oh, oh, you picked mm. one more. You picked one more game. Than <laughs> <laughs> That's that experience, man. Seen a lot of football. So. All right. Anyways, well, let's let's get early. back to Notre Dame. It's early. State. It's early. You know, we the, in, this week I could go in three or you know vice versa. But uh, look, here's the thing about Notre Dame. I they get. They're a good team. Are they a playoff caliber? Are they a national championship caliber team? No. Are they a fringe playoff contender? Absolutely. You look at you look at what they have. They brought in Jack Cohn, transfer from Wisconsin. Jack Cohn's a good quarterback. He doesn't make mistakes. They still have the strong tight ends. Michael Meyer, Baby Gronk, he's a dynamic player. George Takis, he's been a solid tight end for them. Kyron Williams as a running back is a, is a game breaker. You know their offensive line is going to be able to own the line of scrimmage. They're going to have five offensive linemen in this game that are going to be in the NFL. That's just what Notre Dame does. Defensively, same thing. They, they load up. Florida State, you look at the name. Yep, yeah, unfortunately, we lost Bobby Bowden recently, and I'm sure that Doak Campbell will be emotionally charged, and they'll do something special there. And Bobby Bowden's a, a great coach. Loved Bobby Bowden, loved his quotes. So many great things to say. So there's that emotional component. But this Florida State team is decimated on the offensive and defensive lines. They struggled last year. There's a reason why they're over under for total wins is five and a half this year. Do I think they're going to hit the over? Yes. But I also think that they're going to lose to Notre Dame. That five and a half point spread, I'm taking Notre Dame to cover that. Win the game, but cover. They're going to win this game by 10 points. There's no doubt about it. I think this is a good Notre Dame team. Will they make the playoffs? Probably not, but they're a top, they're a bona fide top five, top eight team. And Florida State's, we're talking a team that's going to finish the season seven and five, maybe eight and four. So uh, five and a half points, hammer Notre Dame. It's a road dog. Totally get it. It's going to be a charged atmosphere at Dope Campbell, but this is a much more talented Notre Dame team than the Florida State team they're going to be lining up against. Excellent. And uh, we, uh, We'll move on from there, but before we do, some of the games we did not talk about. Charlie Cash sent in some picks on some other games. These are not his picks of the week, but I'll, I'll, you know he's got he's got a big smorgasbord of picks out there. So I did want to give our listeners a few of his uh, additional picks uh, in games that we did not chat about. He's got Fresno State versus Oregon. He's taking the under sixty four in that. Texas A and M versus Kent State. He's going over sixty seven. Nevada plus three and a half versus Cal. He's on Nevada. And UMass Pitt, over 56 total points. And Kansas State, laying three versus Stanford. He's on Kansas State to cover uh, Kansas State minus three. So those were some of his additional picks. Wanted to read those off real quick before we move into the Sports Bets Fund parlay. Now, gentlemen, ooh, ooh, I love this. this gentlemen, uh, <laughs> last week, you know, as, as our listeners know that uh, we're tuned in last week, uh, each of us, we're, we're, we're dropping a leg of the, we're dropping a pick, each leg of the parlay, pooling these together and throw a few bucks on it, see what we can hit. Uh, last week, uh, we had uh, Scotty B. Good gave us Ohio State minus 13 and a half versus Minnesota. That hit. Um, I had Bowling Green plus 34 and a half versus Tennessee. I know it wasn't really the crowd pleaser last <laughs> week, but they squeaked it out, only losing by 32 points. So, but hey, it's a win. Massive. So we had two, but it was all for naught because 
Mickey's uh, very first pick that we had in play was San Jose State versus Southern Utah, under 56 and a half. That did not hit. But as much as I wanted uh, us to be able to dog Mickey tonight, B-Locks, you had Northwestern Moneyline versus Michigan State, and I'm looking at this score. They're not looking good, it's huh? It's 21-7 Michigan State, so we can't really pile on Mickey at this point unless, unless uh, your Wildcats uh, – have a hey, big second half coming. We got, back, uh, so. we still got time. We got, we still got some time here. You never know. We do, but this third this quarter part... was big in the uh, first uh, uh, or in the Big Ten game last uh, yep. Thursday night over uh, with Ohio State and uh, Minnesota. So absolutely, but oh, you are, the parlay last week was plus nine twenty eight, big time flyer. This week, um, let's roll through these picks. Since uh, Scotty B. Good's not here, I'll read this first, then Mickey will, will go around the table. Um, Scotty B. Good is bringing Old Miss minus 10.5 versus Louisville. This is a Monday night game, so we're going to have to wait until Monday. And uh, his quote, his text says, Kiffin going to look real good. So... <laughs> Uh, SEC homer, Ole Miss is going to put up some points. That You, you know this is going to be one of those games is like 62 to 51 or something like that. But uh, he's bringing Ole Miss minus 10.5. Mickey, what do you – what are you dropping into the parlay? You know, I'm going to I'm gonna go up to Camp Randall Stadium. I got the Wisconsin money line versus Penn State. I think it's going to be a great game. I think Penn State's going to cover, but I think Wisconsin at home with their, their talent and Graham Mertz is, is going to win the game. So I got the Wisconsin money line. Minus two fifty, but in the parlay, it's gonna it's gonna obviously add up. Belocks, who are you uh, who are you adding to the mix here? Yeah, um, so for my parlay here, I'm going with the uh, LSU UCLA game, and I'm going to be taking the under sixty five on that particular game. I see two, uh, both of these teams. I, I think they're strong. I know LSU has uh, taken a step back in recent years. And I know there's been some issues there with coach O uh, and such, but uh, I think that this is going to be the first real big test at uh, UCLA against Hawaii. Uh, Yeah, that's uh, that wasn't much of a test for UCLA, a a better UCLA team that we've seen in the past year. But that LSU defense is still quite strong. And I think uh, UCLA is going to struggle to, to put up quite as many points there. Uh, I think there's going to be some more some more run game here, so I'm I'm hitting the under on that one. I love that B locks, and, and just for our listeners, though, I have a I have a, a play on that as well. Um, not in the parlay, but I, I have the the LSU UCLA under 65, and for a lot of the reasons you said, and you know the whole hurricane LSU has to kind of move their move their preparation to Texas. I think maybe that affects the offense a little bit. So LSU maybe won't be as explosive on offense. Maybe we'll see a few more miscues. But I love that defense. I think they're going to shut down UCLA. And uh, um, I like that that under. But what I'm going to add, I'm kind of going Mickey's route here, a little bit more of a conservative play. I'm going to drop Notre Dame money line into this. I want to string together four four, four wins, boys. So yes, I look at that plus 928. We, we were all riding some some pretty tough picks at straight up. Look, you know, <laughs> if they won one individual, that'd be, that'd be a pretty good win there. But, um, yeah, I'm going Notre Dame money line. They got to travel to Florida State. I'm not high on Florida State. Um, you know, we'll find out. We'll find out a lot about both teams. Obviously, Notre Dame's had a lot of turnover. But when you're favored by about a touchdown, um, feels like Notre Dame's going to be able to pull that out. So let me just punch this into the into the app real quick and see what these odds end up being. And pull, we out, got, pull out the abacus. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> just to recap, we got – Mickey's dropping in Wisconsin money line versus Penn State. Scotty B. Goods got Old Miss minus 10.5 versus Louisville. B. Locks is going with LSU versus UCLA. He's taking the under 65 points. And I'm adding Notre Dame money line. And this comes out to plus 620. That's a pretty Ooh. juicy number there. Ooh, you, Absolutely. You drop, you drop $100 bucks on that. You're uh, – you got a, you got a, not only do you have a steak dinner for you and your boys, you got one for the, uh, the little lady there too. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I'm looking at this, obviously the, the old miss game with the, with the spread in there, I guess uh, of the other two, like I feel, I feel really good about Notre Dame. I feel really good about the LSU UCLA, Wisconsin money line, Mickey. I know, uh, I know you, you're liking uh, Wisconsin. I just, you know, Penn state's, uh, you know, they've been a good team. Wisconsin's been a good team. It's, it, it's kind of tough. You know, it's- both teams kind of, had a disaster last year. It'll be interesting to see which, what teams show up. Would not would up. not be surprised if the Penn State wins this game straight up, 
Uh, you know, Scotty is not here, so I can't rag on him too much, but Ole Miss giving 10 and a half to Louisville at Louisville. And Scott Setterfield was, was, was quite the coach at Appalachian State, and you know he's going to whip those boys in the shape down in Louisville. Uh, that one could be a question mark, but, uh, you know, he's not here to defend himself. So, hey, great pick, Scotty. Yeah, wonder what the uh, over is on that old Miss game. I don't know if anybody's got that, but that could be an intriguing pick down the road. Yeah. Well, gentlemen, uh, let's shift into our picks of the week. Mickey. Yeah, so norm- normally this is where I make a, make a uh, connection to something that's green, and I make a connection that Scotty Betts makes you a lot of money. But since Scotty Betts is being Scotty part-time tonight, I'm going to kick it over to Maddie Money. To, to not just tell us Scotty's picks that he texted in, but also give us the late Atlanta when Charlie Cash is going uh, tonight as well in the picks competition. So, Maddie, take it away. Yeah, let me give you Scotty's first, and I'll get Charlie's. Scotty is on Notre Dame minus seven versus Florida State. That a boy, Fighting Scotty. Irish to cover. Uh, a Friday night game ha- actually happening right now. Scotty sent this in this afternoon. He's got a Michigan State money line. <clears throat> he was big on this. I know him and Belak's going back and forth. He had Michigan State money line. Then tomorrow night, big game we talked about, Georgia Clemson. He is riding the Bulldogs with the money line. Go, go. Uh, Charlie Cash, man. Charlie Cash went 3-0 and last week. So everyone listen up. Uh, he had Wake Forest minus 19 in the first half. That was a Friday night game. That actually happened. He already hit that. Um Unfortunately, we weren't able to get that out before uh, before we recorded, but he already hit that. And then he's also got BYU minus 12 and a half versus Arizona and Alabama minus 19 and a half versus Miami. Pick up BYU and Alabama to both cover their games. B-Locks, what do you got? Oh, boy. All right. I'm looking forward to week one here. All right, we're going to start in southern Ohio in Cincinnati yeah. with Coach Fickle. Opening up the season against Miami. Not that Miami. Miami of Ohio from the MAC conference here. Uh, Cincinnati minus 23 against Miami of Ohio. I am taking Cincinnati to cover that 23. I am a fan of Coach Fickle here. And I think uh, Cincinnati, uh, coming off a uh, very impressive season, is going to roll week one over Miami of Ohio. Second, we're going to Iowa, Indiana. Talked about this a little bit before. I really like this game. Had this one circled for quite some time. Iowa versus Indiana. My pick this week, though, over 46 points. I mentioned it a little bit earlier. I'm going to say it again. I got the uh, Iowa run game. I think the Iowa run game is going to score some points on this Indiana front seven. And I think that this Indiana passing attack is going to score some points against this somewhat, uh, I don't know, somewhat down Iowa secondary. So 46 points, I'm taking the over in that game at 46. And lastly, in the state of Michigan, we've got Michigan opening up against Western Michigan, also Mid-American Conference team here. The over-under on this, I had it 67. I am going under 67 points, Michigan versus Western Michigan. Uh, Michigan, I, I think Michigan's going to have a little bit of a better year here. They're, uh, I think uh, the spread's got them at uh, giving 17 points here, but I stayed away from that one for this particular game. Western Michigan, this is a team that brings back a lot of starters. They have got a heck of a run game, and they, I believe, are, are, are returning their entire offensive line. I think this is a game where they're going to rely on the run, 67 points. Not sure that, that they're going to surpass that particular number. So I am taking the under here, Michigan versus Western Michigan. These are the games that I am looking at for this week. What do you think here, Mickey? He locks. Hey, I love your picks. Love, absolutely love the picks. But you know, before we move on to the next one, I just want to say, loving what you're talking about with Indiana, Iowa. I might have a little bit more to add to that. So, okay. you know, just wanted to just wanted to show that. Maddie, money. Who you got this week? Well, speaking of Indiana, Iowa, I am on that over as well. B locks. Uh, I, I locked it in at 45 and a half points. Uh, oh, we got better. Back. So, 
I'm liking that, and for everything we talked about earlier, won't beat the dead horse on that. Uh, the second game I've got, it's the big one tomorrow night. It's Georgia versus Clemson. I like the over, 50 and a half points. Uh, these are two teams, the way football's trending this, you know, the last few years. Offenses are putting up points. We're seeing games in the 30s regularly. Gone are the days of the 17, 14 uh, victory, especially against top top 10 teams. Man, these teams have high-powered offenses, so I'm loving that. I think that's just a trend to, to, to get on. And I've got a massive play, uh, two units I'm, I'm dropping on this pick. Uh, we're looking at the Alabama-Miami game, but what I'm looking at is the Alabama total points. This is total points that Alabama's gonna score. It's 40 and a half points. I am taking the over all day long on that. That's a two-unit play. Bama scores over 40 points, you know, eight, nine, 10 times a season for the last three or four seasons. They're gonna come out, they're gonna roll they're going to roll the Hurricanes. And I look at this, and you look at a – I go back to Ohio State, breaking in a new quarterback last night. They still put up 45 points. You know Alabama's going to be just as strong on offense, even though they're reloading new quarterback, new receivers in the queue. But what I really like is the other side of the ball. Alabama's got a better defense than the Buckeyes do. They're going to force turnovers. They're going to hold Miami to three and outs. And that's just going to give their offense that many more chances. So I'm loving Alabama, two units. Alabama total points over 40 and a half. Maddie, I love those picks. Miami lost some defensive talent to the NFL draft last year too, which even speaks more to that Alabama total hitting. Love it. I'm gonna I'm gonna log in after I, I give a little spiel here and maybe I'm gonna pale those. So I got three picks this week. One pick already happened. Blacksburg, Virginia, enter Sandman came and it got me. Uh, exit night, I had North Carolina minus five and a half. The Tar Heels got Tar Heeled. Uh, Virginia Tech won that game straight up. Kind of a surprise. I was hoping the Tar Heels would drive, maybe force overtime and we'd get a little backdoor uh, overtime cover. But uh, onwards, on to the next one. We're heading to Iowa City. This is the game that we've talked about. Hawkeyes, Hoosiers. Iowa, favored by three and a half. Indiana, breakthrough season last year under Tom Allen. They went six and one against the spread. A lot of good things expected to happen this year with Michael Penix coming back. Tom Allen's defense is also stout. He brings intensity, he brings energy. This is a, a team that you want to like. But they're going to Iowa. Iowa's also trending in the right direction. They're coming into this one 6-0 and 5-1 against spread. 6-0 at home, 5-1 against spread at home. It's going to be a slugfest. Two Big Ten defenses, stout, tough. I know B-Locks is, he might have a little chub on this one. I don't want, you know, it's a family show, but this is a thing, right? Iowa's going to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. They return a lot on the offensive line. They're going to run the ball. And they're going to have the support of the Kinnick Stadium faithful behind them. And we've seen the impact on home crowds in the Illinois-Nebraska game, the Virginia Tech-North Carolina game. We all saw Minnesota did last night against Ohio State with the home crowd. I'm laying the points here, boys. I'm going Iowa. The Hawkeyes are going to cover three and a half at home. Make the bet. All right, gents. Last, Last week, one, we, did, baby. we did a little steak tartare appetizer because week zero is the appetizer for the college football season. The steak tartare didn't really sit well in the stomach because I had San Jose State. But this, we don't have to talk about that anymore. New week. We're going down to Charlotte. We've talked about this game. We're going to the Duke's Mayo Classic. The Queen City hosting the first steak dinner boom lock of the season. You know football season's kicked off and we're talking about that oh so delicious steak, gentlemen. We have Georgia, we have Clemson. It's a neutral site game. There's gonna be no home field advantage. Although you you know that crowd's gonna be 60 to 65, maybe up to 69% Georgia fans. I've made no secret that the Bulldogs are my pick the click this season. I think they're 
2019 LSU as a team that rises up and grabs that mantle. Unfortunately, Kirby Smart is their head coach. But there's no denying the fact that JT Daniels is the quarterback that's capable of getting them over the hump. He's talented, and you saw when he started last season, that offense was dynamic. Both teams are somewhat light on returning starters. Clemson's got 14 coming back, Georgia 13. The betting trends of both teams are similar. They win a lot of games in September. They don't lose a lot of games. They're they're good teams, they have a lot of talent. But there's one trend that stands out the most. Georgia, four and one, all time straight up against the Clemson Tigers. Uga's hungry, ooh, ooh, ooh. And he wants to tear into that USDA prime steak. This is a two unit play, Georgia. Three point dogs. But they're gonna win the football game straight up, gentlemen. Georgia Bulldogs, money line, steak dinner boom, lock of the week. Oh boys, it feels great to be back, baby. Let's roll. Maddie, take us out, baby. Woo! Yeah, I love it. I love it, Mickey. Great job. I love the steak dinner boom lock. It's back uh, first one of the season. Uh, we got a great slate of games. Uh, tomorrow's games on Sunday and Monday as well. So we're going to be enjoying that. So we look forward to doing all this again next week. Until then, follow all, all the action with us along on Twitter, at SportsBetsFun. And enjoy watching the games. Uh, we hope you make a little mo- bit of money for Mickey San Reno, Scotty B. Good, B. Locks, all our friends from the show, Car- Charlie Cash, Giant Dogs, Mad Max. I'm Maddie Money. Thank you for tuning in. Sports Bet's fun. Peace. Hey.